0: gives us an uh, opportunity. I don't want to lose my job. They are shutting us down. I'm going to fight to kick this one open. We
1: will have no job.
0: There is a cost of minimum wage and bad government decisions, and that right there to me is who this story is about. Um, there is a government program in Ottawa, and it runs through the National Archive Program, where they hire people with disabilities the people that you heard right there. And they all have unique and different disabilities. And part of their job is to do things like sorting through government documents and preparing them for shredding. And it's a program that's been running for about 40 years. It employs 34 people, many of whom have been there right from the start and are now finding out they might not have a job. And that's because the unexpected hike to minimum wage drove their wages through the roof. They were being paid an honorarium of about $1.15 an hour. And absolutely in no way should they not be getting a fair wage. But this to me is not about money. It should not be about money anyway. Um, It's about people. It's about people who want independence. It's about people taking pride and having a purpose and standing on their own two feet. And that's being taken away by a government that is all too happy to waste money on everything else except when it comes to the things that actually matter. Dave Ferguson is the executive director of the Ottawa Carleton Association of Persons with Developmental Disabilities. He joins us now. Good to have you, Dave. Let's just, let's just put this out there. The optics of this do not look great, but how is it affecting these employees?
1: well it's raised uh, high levels of stress and anxiety and concern for both the individuals and their and their families uh most of the workers in the program uh, do live at home or some live on their own in the community but uh certainly the, their families are quite concerned as well and unfortunately this is the exact uh situation that we had outlined and expressed concerns with the bureaucracy and with politicians over the last year and a half and Mm -hmm. saying we don't want the people to have to go through this emotional turmoil and fall off this cliff and be told that, you know, the program's closing and then who knows if there's a chance that it might be extended. So, you know, it's just turmoil that they went through four years ago that was not needed.
0: Well, and also, I mean, given the last government had such backlash and learned the lesson and certainly did the reverse that was uh, necessary and right, you would think that this government that claims to be the sunny ways and fairness and, you know, they, they champion the minimum wage rise, you would think that they would not want to go down that path.
1: Well, just to be clear, we're talking about the federal government. Mm -hmm. Uh, The provincial government, uh, through the ministry, uh, they've put some money in and have been putting money in for the staffing side of the program for about 15 years, and that remains stable and that's solid. So we're very happy about that. But with the federal government, for sure, you know, we've seen those statements and statements from uh, the minister and the prime minister. And uh, there is, as we understand, a a workforce-wide or government-wide initiative to hire more people with disabilities in the federal workforce. And again, we applaud that. We think that's wonderful news, but it seems to fly uh, in the face of what this decision is about, where... People with developmental disabilities have been working in this program in one case for 38 years, another case for 36 years, so for many, many years.
0: Yeah, I mean, to hear their voices and to hear their concerns, is it's literally heartbreaking because you can just sense that uh, that it's a, a fear, a world of scariness that they live in. And so they very well could be shuttled into a new program. What is it um, about this program, though, that, that it has to be cut? I mean, the minimum wage went up. We get that. The costs went up. But the, still, the costs to run the program are pennies when you look at the big picture of Ottawa.
1: Well that's our position as well. And you you've hit the nail on the head. I, I sit here today and I'm still quite confused to as to the actual reason for this decision. It it doesn't make any sense to us. And as you say, a four to five hundred thousand dollar figure, well it's a big number for you and I in the federal government budget. That's that's not even a blip. So it's not even a trip. We,
0: it's not even a holiday vacation for the prime minister. I mean the, it's pennies.
1: Exactly. So we understand from uh, discussions with the bureaucracy over the last year and a half that the the value or the price of recycled paper has dropped, we understand that. But our position is it's it's not the recycled paper and the revenue associated with that. It's the activity. It's the involvement. Mm-hmm. It's having the developmentally disabled in that program. It's in a federal complex and in Ottawa. So there are many uh, regular workers, if I can put it that way, employed by the federal government who have gotten to know and mm-hmm made friends with people with a developmental disability that they probably wouldn't have ever had that exposure to other than this program. So uh, the the work that our people do is it's not about recycling the paper. It's getting the paper ready to be recycled because we get boxes dropped off and they've got lots of metal in it, clips and DVDs and CDs and garbage. And, you know, I I would expect that the price that was, um, that would be received if this work wasn't done would be even less than they're receiving now uh, the federal government, but ultimately uh, i I you know I have yet to speak to anybody who believes that the federal government is going paperless uh, there's going to be this requirement and this need to recycle the paper for a long, long time. And uh, we believe we've contributed well. We've been part of that operation and that system for, again, close to 40 years. Um, and C being, you know, it's our position. We'd like to continue to be part of it. Um, but, you know, uh, that said, and again, other than the rationale that the the value uh, of recycled paper has dropped, we, we don't get a explanation that makes sense to us
0: take me back if you will and, and just explain to the listeners because i think some will wonder well why were they only ever getting a dollar 15 an hour because i know it's not about the money it's about you know uh, pride and purpose and, and having some independence and being a part of society so i don't think money would really um factor into to these people's everyday lives um but why why has there been only a dollar 15 an hour up until then and then it jumped so high with the minimum wage
1: in, the, uh, in Ontario, there was uh, an exemption, a legal exemption for what were known as sheltered workshops okay. to be exempt from the Employment Standards Act in Ontario. And the previous Liberal government provincially passed Bill 148, which eliminated that exemption, and that exemption was going to end on January 1st, 2019. With the change in provincial government, uh, the Ford government uh, have not proclaimed that change yet. They have not canceled it, but they have not proclaimed it. So we still anticipate that that would come and it could come at any day, uh, because around the world, the, the, the sector, the developmental service sector, has moved away from workshops and having people work for a token amount or an honorarium amount. Uh, And so we embraced that change by the previous government. We went public with that state uh, commitment that people would be paid minimum wage as of January 1, 2019. And uh, our position is that if they are working, they should be paid what's minimum wage in Ontario. Absolutely. So that's what's driven the change. Yeah. Um,
0: And you would think that the government, that this is to support the worker, and yet it's costing these workers their jobs. And, And I don't have a lot of time left, but I want you, if you can, to characterize for these people Um, You know, the prime minister's office saying late today that, you know, don't worry, we're going to extend the program for another year and then we'll find these people other work. Can you do that? Can you just shuffle these people around from place to place and find them a place? Um, How much does that shake their world?
1: Well, it's a change, and most of us don't like change. Uh, We have a good track record for many years of supporting people to find employment in the community, and we do that. We know how to do it well. The what's concerning to me is the statements coming out of the federal government today, where they're hinting that they're going to find other jobs. Well, that hasn't happened in the forty years the program has been operating, in the four years since the last crisis, or in the last year and a half that we've been negotiating and discussing. this, uh this issue with the both politicians and the bureaucrats directly uh-huh. so stating that they're going to find other jobs for these people to me is misleading that's that's not going to happen that's our responsibility it's going to fall on our shoulders. And that's putting aside all of the challenges involved. Yeah. Um, but for the individuals who have been there, again, for in some case decades, um, it's about losing your friends, mm-hmm. losing the place that you've gone to to work and you've uh, enjoyed and has given you value and a sense of purpose each day to get up.
0: Yeah. Well, for all the talk we hear and uh, all the waste we see, i got to be honest, it's stories like these that make uh, make me and many others very angry. So I'm really hoping that maybe... Maybe cooler heads will prevail and we'll see um, a change of mind happen. Uh, Dave, th- thanks so much for joining us.
1: Well, my pleasure. And again, we appreciate your attention and support of uh, the issue.
0: That is Dave Ferguson here on Point on Global News Radio.